Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202's Big Idea for Tuesday, August 1st. Here's today's big idea. John Kelly proved he can manage up by firing communications director Anthony Scaramucci on his first day as White House chief of staff. The 67-year-old retired Marine general showed that he's no-nonsense, and President Trump surely appreciated the early show of strength. Many in the West Wing saw Trump's agreement to get rid of Scaramucci, who he hired just 10 days before to be his communications director, as a sign that the president really wants to impose order in his administration. It makes sense that Kelly axing someone as colorful as the mooch, which is what he likes to be called, would get the lion's share of attention. But there were three other stories that also came out in the past day that may also foreshadow what kind of a chief John Kelly will be. First, a piece in The New Yorker. Two weeks ago in Aspen, Colorado, Kelly was in a private session with some of this nation's most senior current and former national security officials. Kelly sought to ease their minds about one of the most controversial and famous Trump proposals, the border wall with Mexico. Kelly, who until Monday was the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, explained that he had spent a great deal of time talking through the issue with Trump. And he believed he had convinced the president that he did not actually need to build a physical wall. Kelly seemed to be suggesting that he was one of the few people who might actually be able to tame Trump. Second, there was a story in CNN that Kelly was so upset with how Trump handled the firing of FBI director James Comey that he actually called Comey to say he was considering resigning. Comey, who took Kelly's call while he was traveling back from L.A. to Washington, remember he found out that he was getting fired by seeing it on cable news while he was visiting an FBI field office and then had an awkward <laughs> flight home. Comey talked to him during that flight, and he responded to Kelly by telling him not to resign. Two sources told CNN that Comey and Kelly are not close friends, but that they had a professional relationship and deep mutual respect for each other. Now, critics will say, well, Kelly took the chief of staff job, so clearly he wasn't too bothered. But there was no pushback from Kelly or the White House that he had reached out to Comey to offer sympathy. This could become important down the road as special counsel Robert Mueller ramps up his investigation. The third story came from the Daily Beast, and it said that Kelly has been reaching out very aggressively to Democrats on Capitol Hill about working together on issues like tax reform and infrastructure. Even before he started the job, Kelly had phone calls this weekend with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. All of this gives some hope to those dreaming that Trump maybe has hit rock bottom, that maybe he's really determined to pivot, that maybe Kelly really can change things. We'll see how long the honeymoon lasts. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, President Trump personally dictated his son's misleading statement about his meeting with a Russian lawyer during the campaign. Four of my colleagues scooped last night that on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Germany last month, President Trump's advisors discussed how to respond to a new revelation that Trump's oldest son had met with a Russian lawyer during the 2016 campaign. Advisors knew the disclosure carried political and potentially legal peril. The strategy, the advisors agreed, should be for Donald Trump Jr. to release a statement to get ahead of the story. They wanted to be truthful so that their account couldn't be repudiated later if the full details emerged. But within hours, at the president's direction, that plan changed. Flying home from Germany on Air Force One, Trump personally dictated a statement in which Trump Jr. claimed that he and the Russian lawyer had, quote, primarily discussed a program about the adoption of Russian children when they met in June 2016. That, of course, turned out to be false.
Number two, Joe Arpaio, the former sheriff of Maricopa County in Arizona, that county includes Phoenix, was convicted yesterday of criminal contempt of court. U.S. District Judge Susan Bolton ruled that the 85-year-old who lost re-election last November had shown flagrant disregard for another judge who ordered him to halt his signature immigration roundups. Arpaio sentencing is scheduled for October, and he could face up to six months in prison. Number three, despite the president's public insistence that Senate Republicans pass a health care revamp, Mitch McConnell is eager to move on to other things. McConnell did not even address health care in his remarks opening Senate business on Monday afternoon. A bipartisan group of House centrists, meanwhile, released a plan that they argued would help to stabilize the insurance markets. But House Speaker Paul Ryan was completely unenthusiastic. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, August 1st. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.